All right, guys, big episode of the Nordies podcast. Succession is on the horizon. A secret Star Wars film is in the works, and we discuss what it could be, and we decide on our new huge rewatch. Here we go. And here we go, an Ordies podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Oh, man, really well. I'm so good. How are you? Great week of pods. Uh, we had our wrap-up of House of the Dragon, episode 10, The Black Queen. Go back and check that episode out. It was amazing. Our whole Thrones cast stuff was so fun to do. I think we did a great job. Some of our best work. We had our sports cast where we talked about the Wolves' iffy start. We talked about the Wilds' even iffier start. We talked about the Tumbling <laughs> Packers' Uh, and a couple other things like the World Series. So go check that out. Good episode. And then uh, here we are with our last episode of the week, our screencast. Lots to talk about. It's going to be a quicker episode, but really heavy with some top-level content. At the end of the episode, we'll announce our new rewatch, which is going to last us 15 weeks. Lots of great movies that you guys can watch with us. So before we dive into all that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Thank you. What a deal. Love you guys. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. All right, guys. What are you drinking tonight? All right. I'm knocking out my last Oktoberfest. Uh, although it's October, you know, this beer's a month old, right? I don't know why the hell they come out with Oktoberfest in September, but I got to get rid of it. This is Lupulins, and it's a nice one. It's a little sweet, but it's good. I'm getting rid of it. Nice. The old I'm drinking uh, more modest. I've got Modest's Citrus Glow, a very sweet but delicious um, Sour Pilsner. It's really a fun beer. I have one of those sour as Pilsner. well, and I decided on this one over that one, but I got to get rid of that one too. <laughs> I'm drinking a little uh, scotch, Oban 12-year. It's delicious. Scotch, scotch. We're having some fun. All right, guys, so here we go. Do we care? First up, we got our first teaser at the end of the Game of Thrones, or was it beginning? It was the beginning of the Game of Thrones episode of Succession. It's new season. It was a quick little teaser that's pinning uh, Logan versus his kids. I, anything they do is just gold. So. I was going to say, it's, like, it's been four years of Logan versus his kids. You know what, you guys? I didn't watch the teaser. I don't really need to. I'm going to watch the show. I mean, what could they possibly tease? I know exactly what the show is. It's essentially the same every season. Doesn't make it not great, um, but it's really the dialogue that makes it special. And guess what? It's going to have great dialogue, so we're good to go. It's going to be great. The kids are really going to arm themselves up against their father. That's what we saw in this thing. He's just perfection on television. Um, I don't know. I'm really pumped about this. It's coming in the spring. I love that they're kind of setting up succession in the spring, thrones in the fall. Yeah. Maybe for the foreseeable future, hopefully for the next few years at least. I kind of love how, like, you know, HBO does a certain thing with their, their main older you know, patriarch character, right? So in Game of Thrones, or Hot D, I should say, Viserys, we all thought he was going to die, like, episode one, two, three, last until seven. Do you think that Logan Roy is somehow going to last seven seasons? Or when is this motherfucker going to die? I think he's going to last for a while, like, to be honest with like you. Like, season six, and then seven is the last season or something? I think that, like, you're going to get... Um, a really shocking death for him. Not like deteriorating over the course of a season. If at all. 
Why? I they have no reason to kill him. Why? Why? Because it's yeah, succession. Just, uh, Somebody needs to take over. That's the whole point. Is is like in the but first he's the episode, best. they're like, he's yeah, the he's best. sick. Like, what's going to happen? I don't want to litigate the succession plan of succession, but I think it bears repeating that he's one of the best parts of the show. And this show doesn't kill off people for shock value. It doesn't. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't see any reason. It's going to end one of its next, I'm going to say two seasons from now, will end with him dying. And you won't know if he's dead, but you'll start the next season at his funeral. Okay. I think the only way he dies is if Brian Cox doesn't want to play the role anymore. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, well, he is that good. And he keeps winning, you know, getting nominated for everything for this role. So I get it. Like, they w- they don't want to kill him, but they're going to have to do some story after he dies. So it won't yeah. be this season. Um. All right. So we got the succession teaser. We're all way in on that. We also and, I think an- the, and I think the teaser was just meant to also announce spring 23 as, yeah. like, buckle up. Yep. They're like, we know you're sad that. Uh, House of the Dragon is ending, but but here you here's this great piece of of television that we got set yeah. ready to go for you. All right, Ant Man, new movie. What is this one called? Quantumania. Quantumania. There we go. Did you guys watch the trailer? I did. Um, no, I don't. I I didn't. Still gonna see it. Can't wait. I know you're good to go. You don't need to. Uh, I thought it was really cool. I thought it looked amazing. Um, kind of the premise again is like superheroes are stupid as fuck and they did something dumb, like send a signal to the quantum realm. And then, you know, it's always like, if there was no superheroes, wouldn't the world just be like a lot better off, (laughs) unfortunately, but maybe it's one of those, maybe not. Um, but yeah, it looks cool. I mean, it looks like most of the movie's going to happen in this otherworldly quantum realm with, you know, these fantastical cities and aliens and magical landscapes and, uh, I mean, I think it's kind of cool. Like, you know, you've seen them explore the, uh, you know, space, right? So they go to these different planets and that's going big. Well, it's maybe equally large and expansive and wonderful going small. So um, kind of cool. I I think it looked fun. And I really think that like at this point, Disney looks at this movie as like, this is now a tentpole because we don't have that many of original Avengers left. Uh, so we're going to take Ant-Man 3 and make it, like, one of the biggest, most important movies of this entire phase. And why is that? Because they're bringing in... They're bringing in Kang. Yeah. And he looked great. We just saw him for, you know, maybe one or two lines in the trailer. He looks awesome. Jonathan Majors is so cool. Uh, you know, we're going to get Loki Season 2 before we get this movie. No, actually, we'll get this movie first. I, I can't remember. First, but, yeah. Yeah. I think but we're going to get more of them in both, probably, so... Uh, I think it's great. I mean, I, I am excited for it. Um, one of the most excited I've been, I, I, maybe like Black Panther 2 is like a hair above this one, but they're both, I'm, I'm pumped for both. I think this movie looks stupid. Oh. I am very much over movies that are mostly in like, I'm going to call it like the volume, like mm. Star Wars stuff. Um, I realize there has to be a lot of CG. As soon as they went from the laboratory to the quantum realm, I was like, this is going to be dizzying. It's going to be disjointed. I, I'm not saying uh, Multiverse of Madness was this way. That was a little bit different. But, and it was, though. Um, a lot of, like, all CG is not that fun for me. I, I, maybe that's an old man take. I'm just kind of tired of that at this point in time. I think we've been we've had so much of that with the pandemic um, that I, I'm leaning more towards, like, stuff that, like, and or this, like, practical effects mm-hmm. looks a lot better and feels more realistic to me than, like, running around on a green screen for two hours. I, I'm i not excited to see this movie whatsoever. Wow. I am, but I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. 
I'm I'm excited. I thought all the Ant Man stuff has been good so far. Like I don't know if any of it was like that critical and that important, but I just think that Paul Rudd is so fun and funny and just lovable on the screen that he just gets me interested by himself. Yep. Even I don't disagree. Crumbling around him. And I don't disagree with that either. I think him as like a leading man is like, especially in this, not in the Avengers, but in this is really good. I thought the stuff early on with like Hank uh, at the house, you know, that like was kind of his laboratory. A lot of that stuff felt, you know, he, he got his crew together with, you know, some other guys. He's got his daughter. He's trying to do all those things. This kind of completely obliterates all of that. The yeah. daughter's older. Where's Michael um, Pena? And, He's great. He's so funny. Yeah. And the daughter's older now, and then she's got a suit, and the whole, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, well, they're going to introduce her. She's like, so- I can't remember what her character's name is, but she's a superhero now. They recast her, um, you know, as like an yeah, actress. As an, as an older person. Some other stuff, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, well, we also got a trailer for a show that I, I'm very excited about. I believe you guys are, too. It's called 1899. I didn't even watch this. I don't care about the trailer. I'm so on <laughs> the show. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to know anything. I want to go into it so blind. I will tell you this, Eric. You could watch the trailer 10 times, and you won't know anything that's yeah. going on whatsoever. <laughs> there's symbols. There's cool, like, steampunk machines. There's ships. There's people speaking in different languages. Uh, they yeah. had me at from the creators of Dark. This is the second yeah. show that they did, and Dark was so fucking brilliant. And I honestly, like, as much as I loved Dark, I hope that they learned a little bit about what they should and shouldn't do with the show. And I think that they made Dark a little bit, like, not accessible enough. Um, And I hope that this can be a little bit easier to follow, but still, you know, just as deep as far as, like, the planning and the thought and everything, you know, comes back. And there's no wasted scenes and everything's important, even if you don't know it at the time. All those things that they do so well, including, like, casting i don't really know who these actors are besides some of the people that appeared in both shows but who cares they're going to be great i know it i wanted to clap for that take <laughs> but i know that that's really bad podcasting yeah, yeah, and it sounds terrible clap. on microphones i thought that that was a beautiful take it was perfect i loved dark i think i'm in the top one percent of dark lovers in the whole entire world You're i just fanboy mm-hmm. i have watched the show three times amazing okay that's so cool because I liked it so much. It's one of the only times I've ever rewatched a show. Okay. It's so Breaking hard to get through like zero once. times. Yeah. Dark three times. So I, I really, really loved the show, but you're right. It's it's the idea of time travel and seeing multiple versions of the same people, sometimes with them coming into contact with each other, mm-hmm. was so difficult that I would never blame a single person for being like, I can't keep going in the show i'm too infused it's it's not worth yeah. the effort i have to put in but well, you're and right then you, and then you add the the additional layer of it also being a foreign language show yeah i love so that like one that. of your favorite movies is tenet and one of your favorite shows is dark you clearly like shit that's so <laughs> yeah. challenging yeah. that you need a wikipedia up while you watch it i i like i like like challenging things that that took a lot of thought yes. for them that wasn't like just done like oh well should we throw this in like they had to have mapped everything out mm-hmm. ahead of time to ha- piece it all together. And like the clues and all of the mystery of it all is so fun for me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's definitely a theme and a connection. Between well, there's, and then there's also the reverse theme for you. I think you, you like things on the both ends of the spectrum, right? Because then you're like, siesta key slaps this week, dude, OBX, you know, like the challenge. 
Oh, the challenge season yeah. 94. So I think yeah. those are your, those are your, uh, your baselines, like either insanely complicated to the point where you talk yourself into understanding what's going on. Um, or very, very simple. Love is blind. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Bad, te- bad television. And it only and took six television. years, but I think we've cracked. We've I think we nailed Eric's it. Yeah. Psyche. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 1899, I, I mean, if it's not, Dark too, like that level. I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah, I know. Like this is a show that's going to struggle to to meet my expectations. Yeah, my expectations are high. This thing's coming out uh, the 14th of November, I believe. So coming up, few weeks. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Uh, next up, we got a an announcement about a secret Star Wars film that's going to be written by Damon Lindelof and directed by uh, the person who did Miss Marvel. Yeah, I mean, so okay, a new Star Wars movie. That's good news. There's really not yeah. a lot of Star Wars content besides TV shows coming to us right now. Um, so, okay, they're making a movie. That's good. You hear Damon Lindelof. Amazing. The guy does, like, he did Watchmen. So not only does he work with original stuff like Lost, he did, he takes existing IP and does the best thing that's ever been done with it, in my opinion, with Watchmen. So his next big TV thing is, is this, or, or, well, now a movie, but uh, is Star Wars. That's great. Let's get Damon Lindelof in there. And then they, like, Okay, but we're tapping this woman who's really only done Miss Marvel, which I think was a pretty underwhelming show, to direct. And so it's kind of, you know, it's positive news. You get Damon Lindelof involved in Star Wars, yes, but maybe you could look for a director that's done a little bit more. If you want to stick with a woman, get like, dude, Catherine Bigelow is going to do a a Star Wars movie. We'd all be like, holy shit. Um, So, eh, it's kind of like a wash at this point. We just don't know enough, maybe. I love where the direction of Star Wars has gone in the last few months. Um, even if they swung and missed a little bit with Obi-Wan, I want more content at this point. And I think that hopefully Disney is starting to see kind of where people want that to go. I want it to go less away from like what they could make into a video game and more of what they could make into like um, an adult Star and- Wars movie. Your series? Yeah, I want more of that. And like, it could still be like Jedi and Sith. Like, I know that they're going to do that Acolytes show. Um, they're going to do like that, um, I don't know, whatever that new cartoon is going to be as well. Like, they're going to try to give you some more lore stuff. And I am excited for, for anywhere that they go, but I kind of hope they go backwards. Mm. Like, into want, like, like Republic well, era stuff or. I want like a thousand years before, like yeah. when people are first no. making lightsabers and shit. And like, I don't really know. Cool, what's yeah. yeah. Get as far away from the current timeline as humanly possible. You know what I mean? Like I, it, the beginnings of the Sith and the Jedi is kind of like, what or I even thought. fuck do a, do a house of the dragon do 300 years before the Skywalkers. I mean, something, mm-hmm. something of that where like, Oh, maybe we could touch on some, some familiar places and names but like it's completely different. The you know what I mean? Of like Darth Plagueis the Wise, right, or whatever. You know, something oh that came before I, Palpatine. That's I before Palpatine, them, and that's what you said you wanted. What I want is them to be like messing with these Kyber crystals, right? And like in the trailer, the initial trailer, we see red, blue, and green weapons that aren't just lightsabers. And that people are like, holy shit, what was that? Was that a spear? Was that, a, you know what I mean? Like, were those fucking nunchucks? Like, whatever it could be. But, like, they're fucking messing around. What are the, are the ninja turtles putting hyper <laughs> crystals size. together? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I want it to be, like, this is the beginning of, of like, like this yeah, stuff. Yeah. 
before they just figured out like fuck it a sword works best yeah like they tried some crazy shit yeah Okay. I think they did that in the, thr- the throne room battle in in the uh, yeah, but those were the last Jedi. Those were like the you know yeah, yeah, the electric yeah, yeah. Anyway, current was... thing weapons that the bad guys sometimes oh, have. Oh, that's right. That yeah. that, I was trying to make a bad joke. So um, I'm excited. For, I'm agree with you. I'm excited for Lindelof. I feel like this director. I was just looking up some things. She is an Oscar and Emmy winning award director for some shorts and some documentary things. So I think. There's some creativity mm-hmm. that Disney is trying to tap into before she's too expensive. Okay. And that might be why they, they did maybe a, a trial run with Ms. Marvel and said, let's see how well you can follow marching orders. And, and then we'll get you a and... bigger project kind okay. of thing. So hey, maybe, maybe that's, that's the case. great then. Maybe we should be more excited. And I, you know, I didn't really give her a chance. I just saw the headlines, right, of like Ms. Marvel director. And you're like, meh. Yeah. So, okay, that's good. She probably didn't have a, probably didn't have a lot to do with that, but maybe working with Lindelof will open up some, you know, some creativity. I just hope Kathleen Kennedy stays out of their way. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, so after that, we have to go to some bad news. That's that Netflix is changing things up and they're going to make it. So you have to pay money for password sharing from now on. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my mother-in-law is going to be fucking Venmoing me every month. Cause I ain't, I ain't giving this shit out, you know, for now. Good for you, Carol. Get my event, get my, my Netflix can live at the cabin. That's fine. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It kind of changes everything. I, I do actually have my own Netflix account, unlike many of my other ones that I use from other people. So this one won't hurt me as bad, but what do you guys think? Do you, I, do you guys even have your own accounts? No, you don't. I don't even know why. I, I don't even know why I have Netflix in general. Okay. I don't watch anything like on there. Ninety nine. Well, I know, but like, I think there are some. I think there are some peak things on there, like obviously Stranger Things. But yeah, I don't know. Like, if you finished eighteen ninety nine, what would be the point of keeping Netflix around beyond that? Um, yeah. Waiting four months for the next show. Yeah, I suppose. Right. <laughs> Just like. Scroll through it, like, top to bottom one time and be like, ah, I'm going to go make some tater tots. Like, this is stupid. Yeah, I, I scroll through Netflix and I'm like, ah, do I want to watch a documentary about a murderer? No. No. I go to a different yeah. streaming service. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every time. Fucking Hulu, Every dude. Time. Hulu's where it's at now. I'm all, Yeah, I'm always like, oh, man, here's another one. This one's about the college campus strangler. Yeah. Strangling yeah. the bushes or something. And I'm like. Scranton strangler. I'm good. <laughs> I don't think I want to watch that tonight. Can we and get the I American like... Vandal team that did that to do a Scranton Strangler <laughs> doc? Do. They yeah. should just do one on. I'm going to send of a DM. I know they And make it. it Toby. Yeah. 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 <laughs> make it Toby. All right. So we got news that Barry season four will be its final season. Ryan, are you going to be okay? Yeah, I think this is good. Um, it's been a rocky path to get seasons three and four even made, uh, you know, there was, you know, two years between two and three, I think with the pandemic and schedules and availability and all that stuff. And season four for, for being like an eight episode, 25 minute, a pop type of deal. It sure takes a long fucking time. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a, an appropriate le- length to wrap up what is essentially a story that's going nowhere but it's still good and well told and well well done. Yeah. But needs to be needs it's to just, I mean, you can get a only, get a tie tie a bow on it for now. You can only jump the shark, you know, so many times with like how deep is Barry going to get in trouble, right? And how deep is yeah. too deep to crawl out. Um for me, I think that season it goes season two, one, three for ranking for me, and I love all three seasons, but I'm excited like now they say that season four is the last season. Well, now I'm all in, right? Now I'm like, yeah, yeah no, dude. Now they're going like, 
Everything is huge. Everything's important. Can't wait. Um, I, shows just don't need to do ten seasons anymore. It's not the same. Yeah, I'm. I'm. While I'm sad, we won't get more of it. I think it's an appropriate amount of episodes. And you, you know, know four what? seasons. Bill Hader can go do something else, quirky and cool. Yeah, like I, he'll yeah. do something else. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Also, the big movie that dropped over the weekend was Black Adam. It supposedly is not good, uh, but that didn't keep it from doing what every rock movie does, making lots of money even though being even though it's bad. Is it the Mountain Dew crowd, yeah. Eric? I don't know if it's the Mountain Dew crowd. It's like the... Um, State Fair Mutants? No, they no. don't. They're, they're, they're not going to the theater. No. I don't, I don't even know. What is the rock crowd? Is it like... I mean, populist kind of, you know, like it's the same people that went to see Baywatch. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I Every know. rock movie is seen by like Jim Hardo, as I feel well, like. But think, like, think about Jumanji, the concept that they came up with. Sold a billion dollars in tickets. Right. Like it's just mind boggling. So people we're back with that same setup. Uh, critics didn't like it. Something like 25, 30% from critics, 88% from audiences. He's um, he's immune to bad Rotten Tomatoes. The Rockets. Audience. Audience scores. He no, he's a, Im- he, sorry. He's immune to bad oh, critic Rotten yes, Tomatoes scores. Right. So it doesn't matter anyways. financially. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally true. Uh, I guess we get a Henry Cavill Superman cameo that people are excited about. He Henry Cavill's back as Superman for another movie. Which what? is fine. Yeah, that's true. So they're may, they may be even going to do like kind of a, a Black Adam versus Superman, which didn't really work when it was Batman versus Superman. So I hope they don't do that. But yeah, well, that's where you bring the Flash and bring Ezra Miller like back. Now the Rock is saying I, I this is this is the start of a new phase. This is Phase One for DC, and they're like, eh, if this is Phase One and this is what you're launching with, I'm just not that interested. Um, I no. think this is like I guess I'm more. I'd be more interested if they. If they promised me, if they said, this is phase one of DC's universe, Batman is going to be in the Batman universe, which is not going to cross over with this. Because we know that Batman is not really the same as like these gods on Earth that these other people are. I'd say, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to go see it. I'll buy a ticket tomorrow. But I don't want these to cross over anymore. The Batman was such a cool, like dark movie. And like Battinson, I'm here for it. Right. Um, I don't really want him to run into Henry Cavill. I don't want him to run into Ezra Miller. Yeah. I don't want him to be like flying. Nobody wants to run into Ezra Miller. Let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He'll steal your booze and punch you in the face. Um, yeah. So there you go. Black Adam. Are you guys going to see it? When I get a chance for what I'm currently paying for entertainment in my life. Yes. Yeah. Not, not in theaters. Okay. Okay. Eric, are you going to go? Although Eric, maybe maybe you should field test it. Eric, field test it. See what kind of people are going to see Black Adam, and then you can bring back a, a report. And yes. Who are these people? I'm guessing a lot of WWE shirts, which is kind of your crowd, that, kind of your people. As long as it's a 30-year-old <laughs> shirt, that's definitely his crowd. Yeah. If it's 90s WWE fans, then I'm, I'm sorry, 90s WWF. F fans, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the um, World all right. Wildlife Foundation? Don't get it, but okay. Yeah. So uh, we're moving on to Hot Rex and Not Rex. Uh, we have to start out with our guy, Ryan. Um, Ryan, which rock climbing doc did you watch? This? I did not watch any rock climbing docs what this week. What the fuck? Didn't they make any? They <laughs> ran out. I didn't have any. I didn't <laughs> have any. Them out. They're out of climbers. They're all dead. If I got a job at Netflix tomorrow, I'd be pitching, like, <laughs> like listen, let's take all the money we're putting into murder docs. Okay, that that's dying. Let's yep. move it over into climbing documentaries. Yep. We'll get Jimmy Chin on the line. We'll be good to go. <laughs> I didn't watch anything. Sorry. Okay, what about uh, the peripheral? 
So the people that made Westworld, which at one point, you know, Jonathan Nolan, Chris Nolan's brother, has his own big career going on in TV, right? So we thought Westworld was going to be this great show. It turned out to suck. Um, and so Excuse Amazon... They're on, they're on season five. Thank you very much. So I think, is it Lisa so. Joy and Chris and Jonathan Nolan? Is that this team? Okay. That sounds right. That sounds right. So they decided, let's get some more money. Let's make something for Amazon. And they, they called it The Peripheral. And it's got Chloe Grace Moretz. If you remember her, she was in Kick-Ass as Hit Girl. Um, she's been in other things since then, too. She's been in some stuff, right. Um, so, like, this show is kind of a cool premise. It's a cool sci-fi premise of, like, where does the, the line between, like, VR and, like, actually controlling maybe a robot's body in the real world crossover. Um, but they set it in, like... Alabama and she's got this fucking accent and her whole family's like a bunch of hicks and they're like in the trailer hooking up to the machine and so like that isn't appealing at all it's very cheesy I watched one episode and I might watch a fucking another episode though dude does she sound like Ruth from Ozark no Ruth is convincing honestly she's not like that bad like I don't want to just tear her down um after one episode but like she doesn't have a lot to work with like there's definitely like the cheesy stereotypes cheesy moments some good action some pretty good cg here and there i'm gonna keep watching it but i cannot recommend that you guys or anyone listening watch this show at this time fair enough it's a follow-up you won't hear if you never hear about it again assume it's straight trash if you hear about it again well i'll tell you then all right uh you've been watching fixer upper of the castle though (laughs) you guys know uh my friends Chip and Joanna Gaines. You guys heard of them? Yes. They're a little. Uh, they're probably the biggest thing ever to come out of Waco, Texas, except for a standoff with the police. David Koresh. Yeah. Right. Another great. Another great Netflix documentary. I mean, these guys. I get it. Like, uh, they're like billionaires now, Texas billionaires, and I kind of get it because they're like so good at this TV stuff. It's crazy. So HBO started to like feature this fixer upper the castle and i'm like what is this some folding laundry it's it's not a big commitment here i fucking love this show and i just can't believe that they're only doing one episode it's like 35 minutes a week i need more than that because it's such a show that you're like (laughs) remember when we like there wasn't streaming services and you had to like watch what's on hgtv for like hours i'm like where's the next episode eight o'clock yeah, 8 o'clock on Thursday nights is when it's the new episode, and you had to be Nobody there. Know, you know? Nobody's ever watched an HGTV episode live, ever. They only watch it when it's replayed a million times. So uh, now I'm trying to watch an HGTV show, essentially, but, like, wait week to week? And it's actually hard because I want to know what's going on in this castle. They bought a fucking castle in Waco, Texas, and they're flipping it, and it's... So I thought, I thought they had their own network. I thought the Magnolia Network was going to be their own thing. That must have uh, that must have got scrapped pretty quickly. I don't quickly. really know. There's multiple Magno there the Fixer Uppers on HBO, Fixer Upper Castles on there, some Magnolia cooking shows on I I don't know. I'm not going to watch the rest of it, but this show I'm going to watch every week and I like Dude. it. Dude. And you can't tell me no. Dude, they're fast and the furiousing this where they're like, well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We've done apartments, we've done houses, we've done RVs. What's next? And they're like, "Castle?" They're going to like, do sp- fucking castle upper they're gonna be like international space Space station (laughs) yeah yeah for sure dude uh anyways it's a quick wreck i do enjoy the show legitimately chip makes me laugh i don't know what i don't want to know what his politics are but um it's a fun show all right guys and then finally we're gonna go quick on this one this week since we've talked about it for like a month now um andor is just fantastic i want to say real quick before we get into the uh, we don't have to talk about the episode 
I watched this episode twice mm-hmm. because I thought it was that good. Seven. I thought it deserved a second viewing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. Like, you kind of hear, okay, they're going to do this, like, series, you know, set of three episodes, right? So coming in episode seven, I'm thinking, well, this one might be more of a setup episode, like the first act of a movie, and I should set my mm-hmm. expectations accordingly. And it kind of was, but it also was so good, and it was packed with detail and world building and character development. And, dude, I, I'm just so into the show. I loved this episode, even though it wasn't some big finale to a set piece. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they're just killing it. It's its by far the best thing that Disney Plus has done. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the best things that Disney has done in a while. Like, yeah, I think I agree. it's so high level. I, I love it. It's one of the best Star Wars stories ever told. And I am liking Diego Luna more and more by the episode. Mm-hmm. I think he is just like, um, should be up for awards for his performance. Yeah, I think that... Um... You know, he's one of those actors that does a really good job with the emotional part of it. Sometimes the line delivery, because English is a second language, can feel a little bit like, well, that's not how somebody I talked to would say it. Well, it's, yeah, you know, he's, you know, speaking with a strong accent and those things. But honestly, he doesn't really need to be that fucking good because it's got like the Skarsgård guy. What's his name? Bill or Stellan? Stellan Stellan Skarsgård. Holy shit, is he good. Every scene that oh, happens so in that antique shop, I'm just like, this is the fucking revolution. <laughs> this is everything. I'm yeah. like hanging on every word. Um, well, and he's doing the he's doing the literal theater mask thing, where like facing one way, he's smiling and yep. turned around, he's like very frowny, which is like, like very the way on the he nose. speaks and talk. I mean, it's just like, dude, he's doing everything. Uh, I love that. You know, you can kind of compare it to, like, we've talked about this before a little bit. Like, honestly, have we been doing this pod long enough that Rogue One came out when we were doing the pod? Probably. I feel like it. And we were like... Yes. Yes, it was. Because we we definitely saw The Force Awakens for the podcast. And we definitely were excited about them doing Star Wars every year. Yes. Because they were going to do that, yep. The Last Jedi, and then whatever. And then they were doing Rogue One and, and Solo in between and then that got axed but right either way um one worked one didn't but yeah and we were kind of talking about how like you know sometimes these revolutions in the world look like the bad guys but maybe they think they're the good guys or you know the tyranny of the united states could maybe compare a little bit to the empire sometimes and these people in these you know third world countries are just fighting for their way of life um all that stuff kind of applies here but you're totally cheering there's no a- ambiguity here besides some of the people that are in the Empire. It's an evil organization, obviously, very clear. But then you get to know a few of the people in there, and it's kind of it's it's kind of interesting. So I love all that. It's very deep. You can think about it well after this, the episode ends. Um, you know, it's it's Star Wars for adults, and it's just working. Well, the gal that plays... It's like ten times I'd... better than the Americans ever was, but it does remind me a little bit of the American. Yeah, that's fair enough. The, the gal that plays Deidre... The like investigative uh, empire, you know, empire gal who's you know kind of a star on the rise and some that the scene where the dude tries to call her out in like the big group meeting Mm -hmm. and she just fucking stomps his face into the ground, yeah, um, in front of all of their peers. I thought was like some of the most compelling television I've ever seen. Like, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, most compelling, like, Star Wars uh, five minutes of dialogue I've ever seen. And, man, this is the bar. This is the bar now. They, yeah. they just speaking of, like, bigger picture, like, we're talking about a Damon, Damon Lindelof movie. We got 
Ahsoka coming out at some point in yeah. the future. They can't Obi-Wan Ahsoka so, anymore. They can't Boba Fett Ahsoka. They can't do that. No. They just can't. So here's the here's the problem. I don't think that they're they're as good as they used to be at making stuff that appeals to kids and appeals to adults. Like, yeah. do you guys remember like Indiana Jones? Everybody loved it. Adults, kids, everything, right? Now it's yeah. like, guess what? Big surprise, Andor isn't doing that well. No, no, not as many people are watching it as Boba Fett. Not as many people are watching it as uh, as Obi Wan because it's clearly like serious television. It's like good and made for adults, and they can't seem to figure out how to do both. So do, the, I think the best thing for is that we don't want to get. Shit. A series, I was going to say, do kids like a stream of these shows? Like, there's always something like this for us to watch. But the main Star Wars stuff, like the big stuff, I think is always still going to try to bridge the gap between kids and adults. Do kids actually watch? Yes. Did they watch Obi Wan? No. No way. No. Nobody. No way. No, Obi Wan just sucked. They don't. They miss the they, mark they, all they together, don't. but kids, kids. You want to know what kids should be watching? What would it, what would it get them excited? Quibi, but they don't have fucking jobs or bank accounts, so they don't pay yeah. for it so quibi went out of business right away right adults want good tv and kids want to watch you tiktoks and youtube yeah you're right and friends reruns apparently Twitch streamers and friends reruns and and gray's anatomy all right guys it's time to move on to our rewatch segment and we are announcing a new massive three-part rewatch where we biggest, are gonna watch biggest rewatch i think we've ever announced Besides, besides uh, Marvel, this Which is the biggest rewatch we've ever done. Oh, that's true. It's going to be 15 episodes where we are going to put three of our favorite directors or duos uh, against each other with their five best movies. And we are going to rank them. One, two, three. Is that fair? Let's do it. I love that. So we're going to pick three of our favorites and we are going to rewatch their five best movies. In one case, all of their movies. And we are going to have you guys do it with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the first is going to be five movies from David Fincher, one of the all-time greats. Uh, next will be five movies from the Coen brothers. And then finally, we'll watch all five movies from the up-and-coming star, Denny Villeneuve. Unbelievable. We have 15 of, like, the top 200 movies ever in this rewatch. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. And, I mean, between, you know, Den- Denny, I love, um, and we'll see. Like, it'll be so fun for me to watch his movies up against these other directors that I know I love and just really see. Yes. And I know I, I mean, I really love Denny and I can't wait for everything he does, but you know, the Coen brothers are my favorite directing. Just call him one person. Okay. Favorite directors of all time. Um, and so, and Fargo is my favorite movie. Right. So I know I that, say, yeah, I think with that, but like they're, they're considered one entity. They're one this. entity. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, this is so exciting. It's really fun. I think we got kind of inspired by like the Nolan rewatch where we did one director and we got his whole style and his whole thing, but we did 10 from him. We don't need to do that. We're going to do five, five, five. It's gonna be perfect. Can't wait. So this week we're starting out with a great movie seven from David Fincher. So this is an absolute classic who it's a great, great, fun, uplifting, (laughs) heartfelt, charming world. Freeman. Yeah, yeah, Brad Pitt, yep. Morgan Freeman, uh, Kevin Spacey shows up towards the end as the bad guy, which they predicted that. Yeah, so this is going to be great. We have a lot of great movies. I mean, I'm not going to name all of them, but we're going to be watching things like Seven, Fight Club, Fargo, Big Lebowski, No Country for Old Men, Sicario, and Dune. I mean, just to name a couple of the ones. And, on hey, the- listen, the best, the best highlight of this entire thing 
is we finally get Eric to watch No Country for Old Men. He has yes, to do it. He has to do honestly, it. He can't, he can't get out of it this time. <laughs> That's why we did <laughs> the whole honestly, thing. <laughs> there's a lot of, like, the reason that I was picking these, all like, we were all discussing who we wanted to do. And the reason I wanted to do some of these was because I haven't seen some of the movies. Mm-hmm. And so even though it's a rewatch segment for you guys, there'll be a couple first timers for me. That's great. Well, we wouldn't, and we wouldn't have you watched these movies if we thought they were going to be bad. Like, I have nobody wants to hear us from uh, nobody wants us. Yeah, but nobody wants to hear us review Benjamin Button. I mean, just being honest, there's being realistic. Skippers in there. So this is better, right? Because there were some movies like Insomnia. Did we want to watch it? No. Did we like it? No. Did we, you know, so this is a, this is such a good like mix. And yeah, so Ryan and I are willing to watch 15 movies we've already seen in order for Eric to watch No Country. So let's go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's the price we have to pay. That is the that is the cross we bear, Jim. Yes. We got all right, it. Guys. So that is all the time we have on this episode of the Northeast Podcast. Watch that with us. Go back in our rewatch and let us know what we should call this rewatch as we watch 15 great movies from some of the best directors in the world. Um, and then go back, check out our other episodes this week. Like I said, our sports cast was awesome. We talked about some iffy starts from The Wild and the Wolves. We talked about the demise of the Packers, the World Series, all kinds of stuff. On our other episode of the week, we finished up our uh, season one of House of the Dragon, our Thrones cast, which we haven't done in years. It was amazing to recap every episode of that. And uh, otherwise, thanks for hanging out with us all week long here on Ordy's Podcast. Podcast.